All right, well, it's 11.06. I'm going to preach the Word. Amen. I'm going to preach the Word this morning. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, advance Your kingdom in our hearts today. Advance Your Lordship in our hearts today. Give us clarity of understanding and wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you're new to Grace Church, we exist to advance God's kingdom one heart at a time. That's why I prayed, Lord, advance your kingdom in our hearts. Just as rulership by the Spirit, that's how he rules in the hearts of men. Uh, Christians, for too long, we've been deceived into thinking that the natural governments of men can bring about spiritual results. Now hear me. I'm not saying don't vote and don't pay attention. You should. And there's a whole lot of deception and ugliness out there going on. A lot of deception and wickedness. I would even say there's some insidiousness. But the natural governments of men will not bring about spiritual results that we're after. God has a government. Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. The government will be upon the son's shoulders. He'll bring the government of God. It's internal. So God's kingdom, he has a government. He's a king one heart at a time. We desire his total lordship over our total heart with no areas left ungoverned. Isn't that good news? That's good news. Jesus thinks you shouldn't be in charge of yourself. He needs to be in charge of you. I admonish you to agree with him. And then my ask for this week, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You can eat that scripture and then let us know what the Lord spoke to you. We've been looking at the centrality of Jesus and, you know, specifically the teachings of Jesus. We looked at his person and his works, knowing those, knowing him, uh, knowing his teaching. And he came teaching and demonstrating, here's what we've covered so far, truth, the real reality. Boy, I love this. Man, why is man in such a tizzy, man? And I never use the word tizzy, but I don't know. Why is man all just worked up today? Because... He is blind from the real reality. The natural world is not the real, greater reality. Spirit is the greater reality. 1 John 5, 6 says the spirit is the truth. Everything you see came from the unseen realm. But man in his wickedness and his pride can't see it. So he, he jockeys and, and strives for all this power. That's that, you know that's the source of all the wickedness going on as man's attempt or fa or foe or fake power. Real power is in the spirit, dunamis. Amen? And then he came teaching and demonstrating God as our Father. And then number three, he came uh, teaching and demonstrating the availability of God's kingdom. Jesus didn't preach that God had a kingdom. He preached and he demonstrated that the kingdom of God was present in and through him and that it was accessible. Everybody say accessible. When he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, you can grab it. It's within reach. It's accessible. That's good news, man. We don't have to wait till we're dead and in heaven to have a relationship with God. I, you know, one of my roles as pastor, senior pastor here anyway, is that when you get to heaven, you're not shocked when you meet Jesus. <laughs> I hope you know him well. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Nikki said, oh, you're nothing like I thought you were. We don't want that to happen. We want you to know him. Rachel, this morning, when we were praying backstage with the worship team, uh, she said, I'm getting the word gnosko. It's the Greek word for knowing him experientially. You can know him. This is eternal life, John 17, 3. Boy, what a powerful word, too. You need to put that on your fridge about stop saying, look what the world's coming to, and start saying, look who's coming to the world. 
Look who we've got. Look who, look who's on our side. And if God be for us, who can be against us? That doesn't mean they, they may not, they may kill you. They may throw you in prison, but they can't really kill you. Come on, somebody. Cause your spirit, all this natural stuff's passing away. We're all going to die. You know that, right? I mean, unless Jesus comes again. Uh, so it's all, it's all coming. You don't need to fear death. Jesus said, if you believe on me, you'll never see death. You won't see death. Now, you'll shuck the earth suit and you'll be absent from the body and then, wow, you'll be in that room Nikki was in. <laughs> right? Where everybody's loving on each other and everybody's there to worship Jesus. True story. Many years ago, there was a five-year-old girl in India who was dying of a dreaded disease and one of the missionary nurses there it was too far. They were too remote of a village to get somebody from the hospital to come, but they had a missionary kind of doctor that was a few villages away, and he arrived, but he arrived one day late, and she died. But um, so what happened was her and, and two others, there were three of them in the room, and the little five-year-old girl is just crying out in pain. We're talking about anguish that would wrench your gut. You know what I'm saying? And the little girl, she's five. It's terrible. This disease is killing her. It's inflicting tremendous pain. So this nurse, missionary nurse, went to the other room and asked the father, please, 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 would you take her quickly? Please, please end her suffering. When she came back into the room and she, uh, it's verified because there were three of them. She wasn't the only one. All three of us saw this girl. When I came back in the room, the girl was clapping. The girl had a smile on her face and she was looking somewhere we couldn't see what she was seeing but she was seeing something and she began to clap and her face was full of joy she was seeing jesus she never saw death she saw him you don't need to fear death you won't see death you'll see him amen so go all go all in don't let anybody steal your song What are they going to do to you? Amen. So the kingdom is accessible. We can access a relationship with God, the Spirit of God, here on earth in the earth realm. And Jesus called it glorious good news. Jesus called this the gospel. This is the gospel, the kingdom, the rule of God, that God can have His way here in the earth. Amen. The Father's love was the divine intention. The son's descent from heaven to earth was the divine invasion. And how divine it is. Amen? But the Holy Spirit's coming was the divine indwelling. I'm going to say it again. The Father's love, the divine intention. He loved us. We were lost, (laughs) broken, didn't know how life is to be lived, bound by our sin. So the son's descent became the divine invasion. I love that. That's how Christianity differs from, you know, Buddhism or Islam or all the other, quote, religions. And Christianity is not a religion. It has its versions of it, but that's a deception. Christianity is Christ. Personal relationship with the living God in the present tense. But Christianity, real Christianity is... God's invasion of us. All those other religions is man trying to get to God. Real Christianity is God came to you. Yeah. Divine intention, Father's love. Divine invasion, the Son. 
divine indwelling, the gift of the Holy Spirit. God kept moving closer and closer and closer to you. From the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant, right? He would be among His people. But until Jesus came, He couldn't be in. And He kept coming closer until He landed within, in the ultimate place inside. The kingdom of God is God's total answer for your total everyday need while you're here on earth. So let me encourage you, do what He says. Don't be in charge of your own life. Let him govern your life. Do what he says. And it'll be, it'll be your blessing. I'm not saying you won't suffer. You will be persecuted. But man, through your suffering, you'll learn obedience and you'll continue to grow in your intimacy with God. But I'm going to say it again. Jesus thinks it is a good idea that he lord you and not you. Amen. The Lord said, Steve, if you're not preaching... A gospel of my total rule in people's total life, you're preaching the wrong gospel. If you're not preaching, I want to totally govern and rule their life here on earth. Every decision, every choice, you're not preaching the right gospel. Do you guys remember how uh, the kingdom came? Remember I showed you that in Luke chapter 1, by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is who conceived Jesus into Mary, the king, and his kingdom came by Deutimus. The power of the highest will overtake you. Matthew 12, 28, Jesus said, If I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God comes. How did heaven and earth become one today by the Spirit? There's no man orchestrated this thing. The Spirit of God is in the room today. Can I, can I have a witness on that for those of you? Okay. How does that happen? How are we experiencing heaven on earth? Why don't we want to run over and punch everybody? How come we're not wanting to steal Ron's stuff? Why don't we want to take Peggy's purse? Why, why is none of that manifesting right now? Heaven is here through the person of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> when, you were, when you were in heaven, Nikki, and everybody's there to worship Jesus, nobody had any ought with anybody, right? Did anybody try to steal your stuff? When Sylvia came up to dance with you, did she stick her hands in your pockets? <laughs> Why does man do that? Man is blind. Man thinks he lacks. Man thinks he's got to make his own way. So because, because I don't trust, that's why with the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not, you know, covet, take your neighbor's wife, adultery, all those things. It's all rooted in unbelief. They do not trust God as their provision or they wouldn't take somebody else's stuff. They think it's up to them to govern and lord their own life. It's not. And that's why I told you earlier, stop trying to move things in your life. You cannot move. Get in the river. Live face to face with the glory of God. Walk in Christ. Live in Christ. Walk by the Spirit. Pray by the Spirit. Every single day, every waning moment of every day, and the river will move everything that needs to be moved. Give him praise for that. Amen. Yes, he will. All right. I'm still in the introduction. Be patient. (laughs) So the kingdom comes by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is going to preach and introduce and demonstrate this gospel of the kingdom. And I've not given you those scriptures yet, so I'll give them to you today. But when Jesus is announcing the kingdom, and John the Baptist did too, here's what you need to remember. The natural is not all there is. He's saying, glorious good news, like a trumpet, the gospel. He's trumpeting it town to town. The natural's not all there is. We do not deny the natural realm is there. We do deny that's all there is. 
And he's saying things like, hey, if you're rich in the things of the natural world, you got a lot of money, you got a lot of stock going, you got everybody loves you in the natural, you got it all good in the natural, it's harder or easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for somebody who's in love with the natural realm to embrace the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is spirit. But then he trumpets, Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who people look down on you. Blessed are you who have nothing in the natural realm. I've got a realm with true riches in it. I'll give you things, love, joy, and peace, and patience, and kindness, and goodness, and happiness, blessedness, Matthew 5, the Beatitudes. I'll give you a blessedness, and a happiness, and a to-be-enviedness that the world can't touch. This is the real gospel. The coming of the Holy Spirit inside of human beings, making God and man one with one another. It's not sign a card Join a church, be a church member, be a good little church member, uh, get water baptized, and then when you're dead, you can meet Jesus. And pray until then, pray for the rapture, because the devil's going to beat the tar out of you until then. That is not the gospel. Everywhere Jesus and the disciples went, the devil took a beating. Am I right? The devil took a beating. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so what's the good news what's jesus announcing the natural is not all there is i can bring you life in and by and through and from god's spirit where there's true riches matthew 5 he called it blessed right look it up in the amplified bible it means joyous to be envied happy are those who are poor in spirit etc etc so Flee the idea of natural thinking only. And that's where, unfortunately, most of our politicians are. That's why they grapple for position. I mean, I don't want to get off on this, but I think they're all cheating and lying. I mean, I don't, I, I think that. I, I'm not sure there's any integrity in any of them. Why? They're drunk on power. And they're jockeying for natural control. God has a government. That's why I said this earlier. Listen, don't be deceived. Don't be drawn into all that song that's being sung to you. You have a song. You should sing that song. And it's a song of the spirit. It's a new song. It's a spontaneous spiritual song that's in your spirit. Because the governments of men won't produce what is spiritual. Because they're carnal. Not against democracy. It's certainly... <laughs> it's certainly decent but it's not optimum the kingdom of god is optimum because democracy can't go in and change somebody's heart the lord can change our heart and our motive and love fills our heart and yeah amen so let's move on Here's the gospel Jesus preached. We'll do some Bible drill super fast. Matthew 3 verse 1. We're early in the, in the New Testament here. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Say what? Heaven is at hand. This is he who has spoken by the prophet Isaiah saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the... Who's he talking about? Jesus Christ, 
But 2 Corinthians 3.17 says the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is lording, there's human liberty. See, you're going to be ruled by somebody. Even when you think you're ruling yourself, you're probably deceived. It's probably the enemy. Because you're a branch. You're deriving those thoughts from somewhere. And if they're not from him, could be the other guy. But prepare ye the way of the Lord. So Jesus is Lord. Amen? Jesus is Lord. But how does he Lord? By the Spirit. So they're preparing the way of the Lord. That's Matthew 3. So John the Baptist even declared this before Jesus. I mean, Jesus is there, but he's declaring ahead of Jesus... Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Look at Matthew 4, 16. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Amen. Man does not know how to live life. He can build an iPhone, but boy, he doesn't know what makes him happy. He can build a Ford Mustang, but he doesn't know what makes him happy. Light has come upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death. Light has dawned. Revelation, illumination is here. Thank God we know how to live life because Jesus showed up and said, I'm the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their churches, preaching the gospel of signing a card. The kingdom, the rule of God is here. Oh, and by the way, when God's in charge, God has his way. Healing happens. Healing all kinds of sickness and disease among the people. Why is it when God's will comes to town? Because His kingdom is His will. Matthew 6.10 Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The coming of His kingdom is the coming of His will. When His kingdom comes, people are healed. Don't tell me God doesn't heal. Don't let your experience be your theology. Amen? Just because you haven't seen it, Well, I prayed for somebody and they weren't healed. That doesn't mean it's not true. (laughs) It's happened to me. I prayed for people who have not been healed. I don't understand it. I prayed for others that were healed. So thank God. The little five-year-old girl in India. You think, you think when she starts clapping and her face is radiating at the sight of Jesus, she's thinking, Hey, would you heal me and send me back? That's what happens when we think all there is is this world right here. And then we hold on to it and we fight for it. We manage our own kingdom. Everybody, your big, The biggest opposition to God's kingdom is yours. And you think you don't have a kingdom. I'll put, I'll put you to the test. Just reach over into your neighbor's wallet real quick and uh, take out whatever you like. See what happens. You got a kingdom. You're a little sovereign. You can, you can rule. <laughs> but when God has His way, healing happens. God's will is bringing wholeness to mankind. And don't you dare settle for physical healing when He's bringing wholeness. He wants you whole in your spirit, soul, and body. Physical healing is temporary. Everybody Jesus healed died. But the people who came to know the Father by the Spirit live forever. Whole forever. You mean even on earth? Yep, even on earth. He healed all kinds of sickness and disease. Then his fame went throughout Syria. They brought to him all the sick people who were afflicted with various diseases. They were tormented. Those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, 
paralytics and he healed them. Look at that. They were tormented with disease. God's not tormenting you. He's not putting disease on you people. That's a lie. The first lie is God doesn't want to heal or doesn't heal. It's all passed away. Or number two, that God's the one who actually put it on you. That's a lie. Break with it. Break ties with it. Mark 1, verse 14, after John the Baptist was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. What gospel did Jesus preach? The kingdom. The rule of God in your heart, in the earth, right now. Not one day. Not some reward thrown in when you're dead. Oh, and we get, that's why we get beat up so badly here. You gotta know, man, who's in you. You gotta know who's with you. Verse 15, and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is here, everybody. Repent and believe the good news. (laughs) How come nobody in church believes the good news? (laughs) We're still trying to convince the church. God loves them. (laughs) Am I right? We're still writing books about the love of God. We're doing series on the love of God. We're telling people to believe the good news. Uh, Who's buying them? The church. (laughs) what's our biggest issue unbelief it's true luke 4 verse 42 when it was day jesus departed went to a deserted place and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving smart i'd do it if he came to choctaw i'd be saying don't leave but he said to them i must preach look at this i must preach the kingdom of god to all the cities uh the other cities too Because for this purpose I've been sent. Jesus came to declare and announce the uh, and demonstrate the availability of God's presence in the earth. Good news. Isn't that good news? The church isn't bad. We're just stuck in our human resources. And yet. And yet. The highest that God has is open to the humble, the receptive, and the poor in spirit if you're poor enough to receive Him. Is it okay if I go long today? All right. Thank you, brother. Who will give me five minutes? Ready? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Pray for our children's ministers who are with your children. (laughs) Amen, somebody. (laughs) All right, did I get through that? Yeah, I I have to preach the kingdom of God to all these other cities. Jesus said one of the reasons he came on the divine invasion assignment was to declare and preach the good news that the kingdom of God is here. It's here. This is insane because I grew up in church. And I could have sworn heaven was only something I would touch when I was dead. What glorious good news. Let's keep going, shall we? Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus called the twelve disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure disease. Guess what you've got? Power and authority to cure disease. Don't you dare pick up the phone and say, Brother Steve, you need to pray for my neighbor. He's sick. You go pray for him. You got the same power.
power and authority I got, it's in Jesus, not in me. It's in Him. <laughs> Look at that. You ever seen that before, Brian? Power and authority to cure disease. Verse 2, He sent them to preach church membership. <laughs> He sent them to preach church membership and to heal the sick. The, the sick. It just doesn't have the same weight when you say repent. The church is here. <laughs> it's like Ronald Reagan said that one time. If anybody says, hey, uh, we're from the government and we're here to help, run the other way. <laughs> Bondage is coming. <laughs> uh, we could do with little Ronald Reagan today am i right uh he sent them to preach the kingdom of god that's the gospel go preach and demonstrate the kingdom is here and i liked what don said last week god's the only one who can glorify himself just ask god stacy's not here today because she's her back somehow she messed up her lower back yesterday and uh so she's kind of down and out and when i was praying for her this morning i asked god have your way in Stacy's back. Let your, let your will come. Because his will is not that she's laying there suffering. Amen. So keep, just can, continue to agree with me. But we're going to preach and we're going to demonstrate the good news that the kingdom of God is here. You can have a relationship with God. He's here. And to heal the sick. Matthew twenty four fourteen, Jesus said, right after Matthew 23, talking about the end times and the end, end of the world. Matthew 24, and this gospel, what does that mean, this gospel? Specific? And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations. Then the end will come. So if you think we're leaving tomorrow, it's probably a good chance that's not happening. Because the church hadn't been preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the total rule of God over our total everyday life, every choice, every decision, every child, every finance, every family, every part of my being is governed and lorded by him. We've not been preaching that. <clears throat> we preach easy believe, believism. Come on down. God will make everything better. That's what we tell him. And he will, certainly, in some, certain aspects. Let's give a shout out to a few others. Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's our job description. Matthew 6.31, therefore don't worry, saying, what shall we eat, drink, or wear? After all these things, the Gentiles seek. The gen- who are the Gentiles? What's he referring to? People who don't know God. People who don't know God go after, what do we eat? What do we drink? What do we wear? Oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm fearful. I'm tormented. I have all this uh, anxiety. Your heavenly father knows what you need. He made you. So I say instead, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Boy, do we believe that? We need to believe that. You know, what's that? Is it Dear Abby in the paper that used to give living advice? You know, like what should you do? We don't believe Jesus even as much as Dear Abby. Jesus came to give you living advice, like how to live, forgive, what I do when my neighbor crosses me, love him. Well, he's in need. What should I do? Feed him. He gives living advice. 
like how to live. And the beautiful part is to have the right heart and attitude in doing it. Because remember the guy at the temple said, well, I pay tithe and I give you know a bunch of my money to the poor and all that. I'm way better than this guy. Jesus said the guy that did the stuff wasn't justified. The guy who knew his need of God to be justified and made right, that's who was justified. So it's not in your doing. It's in your heart. That's why he really tripped up the Pharisees when he said, hey, you've heard it was said you shouldn't commit adultery. But I say to you, if you're lusting in your heart, you've already committed adultery. So where does sin begin? In your heart. Stop, stop managing your behavior and fill your heart with Jesus. That's the only hope you have. You, you try to get into the realm of temptation and win there. Win in your heart. Don't murder. But by the way, if you're angry enough to call your brother a fool or an idiot, you've already murdered him in your So what am I saying? I'm giving you tremendous advice on how to overcome sin and temptation in this world. Fill your heart with Jesus on an ongoing basis. Be madly in love with Him. Face to face with Him. Live in the realm of His glory and His presence. Make sense? That's way more powerful and effective than five steps not to do something wrong. (laughs) We look at our sin all day trying to rebuke it and resist it and then wonder why we do it. Look at Jesus. (laughs) He's empowering. All right, verse 34. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has a worry of its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus has a sense of humor. He's saying, guys, there's enough worry tomorrow. I don't think we need to drag tomorrow's worries into the day. We got enough to worry about today. Comedian. What else? This was my mistake. Uh, the next one, you have to write this down. Matthew eleven eleven says that uh, among those born of women, there's none greater than John the Baptist, but whoever's least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. Now think about that. That's a profound statement. John the Baptist is the last of the Old Testament prophets, bless you. And Jesus is saying, those born of women. So who's the new creation race born of? spirit and whoever is least in the the realm of the being born of the spirit is greater than moses or abraham or john the baptist or elijah or elisha amen so we just need to believe it right believe it Luke 12, 32, Jesus said, Do not fear, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. <laughs> wow, He's not even begrudgingly do it. It's His good pleasure to give you the kingdom. How's He going to do it? Give you the Holy Spirit. John eighteen thirty six. Jesus told Pilate, My kingdom's not of this natural world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. We'd have political debates. We'd have swords. We'd cut people's ears off. We, you know, all kinds of problems. Murder people in the shadows. They would fight so I wouldn't be delivered. But hey, my kingdom's not from here. Pilate said, well, are you a king then? Jesus said, you say rightly, I am a king. For this cause I was born. For this cause I've come into the truth, uh, into the world. Sorry that I should bear witness to the truth. The Spirit is the truth. First John 5, 6. Who you really are is who you are by the Spirit. So that means your value 
is not determined by your performance plus everybody else's opinions of you. Your values actually and your identity is determined by who you are born of the Spirit as a new creation. Does that make sense? Accepted in the beloved, a son of God, a daughter of God. That's who you really are. That's determined by the Spirit. And the devil can't touch that. He can't touch it. You're born again with an incorruptible seed. It can't be corrupted because it's him. Boy, that's powerful though. Everyone who's of the truth, everyone who's of the Spirit, here's my voice. John 6, 63, my words are spirit and they are life. Even in uh, the book of Acts, let me read these to you. Acts chapter 1. Do you guys like, do you like this, having uh, all this scripture? Does this help you? Okay, because it's not my opinion. This is right out of the Bible. Acts chapter 1, verse 3, uh, to whom Jesus presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. Presented himself alive by many infallible proofs being seen by the disciples during 40 days after the resurrection, 40 days speaking to them uh, per, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That's what he spent his 40 days telling them about. The kingdom of God. Not, not church membership. Church growth plan, boys. Sit down. <laughs> Jesus grows the church. He builds the church by building you and me and growing us up and maturing us. He does it supernaturally. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them not to part Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. The promise. There's, I don't know, six, seven hundred promises in the Scripture. Only one of them is called the promise. The promise of the Father. You've heard from me, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. That's in the book of Acts. It's in all four Gospels as well. Jesus came to baptize you. Not I'm, Water baptism is great. I'm not going to sit here and talk about that. We do that as a public profession of our faith in Christ. But Jesus came to immerse you in God's Spirit and baptize you in the Spirit, reconcile you to God. All right, next one in the book of Acts is Acts chapter 8, verse 12, says this. Acts chapter 8, verse 12 But when they had believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. He's preaching the name of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. And they believed and they were saved and baptized. The name of Jesus. What does that mean? That's the tag we add onto our prayers, hoping we get lucky? No. Uh, The name of Jesus is praying, uh, living, whatever it may be, on his behalf. Loving your children on his behalf. In the name of Jesus. See, Is it you? Are you trying to raise your children? I'll tell you, he's a lot better than you. He's better at it than you. So love them, raise them on his behalf. Love your spouse on his behalf. And that way, if they don't receive your love or they cuss you out, you're not offended. It's not you, it's him. If you're loving them on your behalf, I can tell really quick. Because if you don't get what you want, if you don't get their desired results, you'll be mad. Let's take an aside. When you're building a ministry, (laughs) if you're mad because the church ain't working or, or my discipleship group's not working, my connect group, by God, is not working, what's wrong with these people? It's for you. That's your glory. That's not His. Just love them Lead them 
on his behalf. And the other part of the definition of the name of Jesus, by his resources. Because you'll run out. That's how I know if it's you. You'll run out of resource. He doesn't run out. When you're loving them and leading them on his behalf and in his stead and in his nature, uh, you don't get mad because you ran out of love. <laughs> Your love is fallible. Can I get a witness? I'm going to tell you the truth. And the truth sets us free. Amen. Knowing the truth sets us free. One more. The very last. Did you guys know that the last verse in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 28, verse 30. The, so we start with the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. We end with the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 28, verse 30. Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence. That's the last verse in the book of Acts, I think. Let me make sure. Yep, last verse. Paul dwelt two whole years in that apartment. And what did he preach? The kingdom of God. What did he teach? The Lordship of Jesus Christ. Yep, it's simple. Right, Dottie? It's simple. We've missed it. We've missed it. We've missed it. We don't have stones to throw anybody. Amen? Because the only reason we see it is he's gracious. We're not, we're not super special because we see it. It's His grace that allows us to see it. So we're humble and we share it. We share it. The church doesn't need any more accusation and condemnation. The world gives the church plenty of that. The media gives the church plenty of that. The church needs built up and the real gospel and to really know who she is. You know, uh, Don mentioned last week, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter uh, it's the glory of, of kings or the honor of kings to search it out. We're searching it out. We're searching it out. The kingdom is hidden, but it's not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. So that's why I said, ask, seek, and knock. Well, why didn't he just put it right out in the open? Why can't we just see the kingdom and all that? Why has it got to be unseen? Why has it got to be hidden like that? Because God didn't want anybody finding it without his help and who didn't want it. Yeah. I've told you before, Jesus is the worst guest speaker you can have at your church. Because <laughs> when all the crowds show up on Christmas and Easter, the CEO Christians, Christmas, Easter only. <laughs> when the whole crowd shows up, Look at Jesus in the scriptures. Every time there's a big crowd, he tells them about the commitment. Hey, you can't be my disciple if you're not willing to, you know, die and hate your mom and dad more than me. You're like, Jesus, come on, tell them, you know, the good stuff. <laughs> Trying to build a church here. <laughs> or he'll say, hey, uh, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, we can't be together. I can't live in you and you can't live in me if you won't eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they all leave. Did you notice how he chased them down where it said he ran after them and said, wait, I didn't mean it. (laughs) Why? Jesus had the crazy idea. He thought God was worth everything. He thought if you don't want to see God, you don't want to find God, you don't deserve him. Who'd have thunk it? He did. 
They even said, why are you teaching parables? Just tell us plainly, he said, because seeing they won't see. Hearing they won't hear in their heart. They're not willing to perceive it. But if you want it, be poor in spirit, be humble enough, and do three things. Ask, seek, and knock. Because it's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. Come on, let's praise God for that. That's so powerful. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm ready to get started. (laughs) Seriously, that was like the introduction. Laughter does good like medicine. Amen. That's why he wants you to have joy. Let my joy. Let my joy be in you. And then your joy will be made full or complete. And the definition means full and overflowing. You'll have joy that overflows if you'll let my joy. Let my joy be yours. Oh, goodness. He's so good, isn't he? I feel like we could go back to I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. We all just sit Indian style. <laughs> you know, bless you, Lord. Just That's what Mary was doing. Mary was in love with him. And I mean that in a good way. I mean that in a good way. All right. Well, let me at least give you a little introduction to where I was going. <laughs> The kingdom of God is the lordship of Jesus in your heart via the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, Jesus is Lord is not an honorary title. It's his role in the universe and in your heart. So let's not just throw it out there like a slogan. Jesus is Lord is not an honorary title. He was given. He is Lord. He is King. Whether you acknowledge it or not, He's King, guys. So what do we do? Say, King me, Lord. (laughs) King me. Lord me. Rule me. Because He won't force Himself on you. Not in this dispensation. But there's one coming where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But right now, it's an offer. And it's hidden if you'll seek it. Will you love me more than the world? Will you pursue me? Will you believe that, that life... What the Father is worth giving everything for. Uh, The pearl of great price. I didn't even get into that today. Uh, So now that the kingdom has come. Here it is. This is where we're heading. So when we come back next week. So now what? And matter of fact, Wednesday in the Word, I'll be back teaching some more of this on Wednesday in the Word. It's on Facebook or the church website, live stream, 630 on Wednesdays. But I'm going to stay in the kingdom and keep talking about this. So what do we do? Number one, acknowledge the kingdom. Acknowledge it. It's here. Acknowledge it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. How much? All your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. And He'll make your paths straight. Uh Colossians 3.17, another one just like it. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name right there on his behalf, in his stead, with his resources. Do everything you do from him. Do everything you do 
on his behalf, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So why I gave you one from the Old Testament, one from the New. The kingdom is total lordship. He's lording every decision, every uh, aspect of your life, how you raise your kids, everything. Uh, this is the gospel Jesus preached. Number two, receive the kingdom. By receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. As many as received Him, to them He gave the power to become children of God. Hebrews 12. Since we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. 1 Corinthians 2.14 The carnal man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God. Galatians 4.5 We received our adoption as sons of God. What I'm telling you is the gates of God's kingdom, power, and glory are open to every single human being except the self-sufficient. You do not build your own ladder to God and meet Him at the top rung of your worthiness. God unfolds a ladder from heaven, Jesus Christ. And you meet Him on the bottom rung of your willingness, your humility, that if He doesn't come through, I have no chance. Forsake your own righteousness. See, I didn't even, I'm going to preach that next week, I guess, because we're out of time. Let me say this too. Although the kingdom is received and not achieved, it's not a cheap receiving because your heart then belongs forever to the one that gifted you, the one that saved you and rescued you. When you really get a hold of that, you belong to him forever. Amen? Yeah. And then number three, invest in the kingdom. And this is where I kind of touched on about Jesus believed God was worth giving everything for and he didn't apologize for it. In this parable, the, the treasure hidden in the field, Jesus says the kingdom is like this. This man found and hid it and for joy. He, he goes and sells all that he has and he bought that field. And then he said it's like a merchant singing beautiful pearls. When he found that one pearl of great price, he sold everything he had and bought it. Do you think those guys were like, man, but what about my Xbox, man? Man, what about my four-wheeler, man? What about, what about friends? That's on tonight, man. I don't think they, I don't think they struggled with that at all. I think the guys in this story thought God was worth everything. (laughs) And what I don't want you doing is hearing a gospel of grabbing on to the latch strings of Jesus somewhere, going to heaven when you're dead and then ruling your own life. That is not healthy for you. Give your heart to him. Do what He says and let Him lord every part of you. Your family, how you raise your kids, how you go to work, when you go to work, what time you show up, how diligent you are, how you treat your coworkers, how you treat your boss, how you treat your spouse. Every aspect, let Him rule your life. And that will make you a blessed person. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they who mourn. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are you when men persecute you and revile you. Blessed are you. All of heaven is yours. The natural is not all there is. Stop banking on it. And flip the switch 
and receive the kingdom and then invest everything you are in Him. Hold nothing back. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying it. I'm trying out Matthew 6.33. I'm giving every ounce of myself to Him and trusting Him with the rest. Amen. Will you stand with me? I'm sorry I went long. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) If you're offended, I have a book out there on forgiveness. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, JR, can we get uh, Rachel's mic real quick? She wants to share something.